Hello, Horror Fanatics! I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And And we we welcome welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! Oh! The The Horror! Horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can check out our website at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. You can catch our back catalog. Mm-hmm. You can catch uh, our social media links mm-hmm. through uh, Facebook group and Instagram. Yep. Uh, and whatever else we got cranking around Do on there. Do we have other stuff? I think so, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. And then uh, there's the uh, podcast platforms that you can connect to. Yeah. All your popular ones. We're everywhere. And we if are. we're not, let us know. Yeah. If, yeah. if there's somewhere we need to be, we'll be let there. us know. Yeah. yeah. We'll be there. Might not be so bright-eyed or bushy-tailed, but we will be there. I know. This is what? Take three? Something like that? Take three on the intro. We haven't gone far in it, but, you know, yeah. This is I what know, happens. this is going to be good. This is what happens when we, we draw this out too late. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And now we're in trouble. Yeah. When I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I might head my way, but I love this subject, so I can't wait to get into it. And we're going to get into it right now. Season 3, episode 125, the um, next part of our Scientology uh, kind of progression here, Mm -hmm. The Bridge. Yep. Yeah. So if you are listening to this and you haven't heard our Scientology episodes. And you're like, wait, what? So we have Scientology, The Overview. Yep. L. Ron Hubbard. Yep. The Sea Org. Yep. And now we're getting into The Bridge. Yep. And after The Bridge, we're going to have Fair Game. Yep. And we will, and then we'll put a bow it. on it. Yeah. Until any kind I'm of news comes. I'm not touching this again, <laughs> unless David Miscavige gets arrested. Yeah. Then I will happily revisit no. it. But I, man, I. Uh, uh, if I dig up some stuff, I have no problem doing it. Okay. But, so yeah, what's the bridge? Well, first off. Hold on a second, Frank. It's Scientology. So our disclaimer now, as we've always done, if Scientology, anybody that's listening through there, and we've made some errors or issues on things. If there are some please, errors or omissions, yeah. please refer to... Please email us at O-T-H, O-T-H at com, And we will file it accordingly. Yeah, we'll put it in the pre-roll. Yep. So... What is the bridge? I'm betting there's trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to discuss have, your sources? I have sources. I, I have, have Scientology.org. Mm-hmm. Um, background of basic principles. What is the bridge in Scientology? And then globalnews.ca, Leah Remini, Scientology, Bridge to Total Freedom. Okay. I have what is Scientology.org. I have Scientology.org. Um California State uh, did a, a kind of thing on the bridge, so I did that. Uh, Global News, uh, Tony Ortega, just to get some splash of different things, mm-hmm. and uh, grunge.com. But I figure we'll start right off with what Scientology says mm-hmm. the bridge is. Yeah. So right from their website, many higher states of existence are available to man. 
and these are attainable through Scientology. L. Ron Hubbard provided a precise delineation of these states and then clarified how they could be attained by arranging them on a chart which graphically showed each step of the route upward. The chart that shows the graduations to spiritual betterment is called the classification, great, uh, gradation. gradation, and awareness chart. Classification refers to training in Scientology and uh, the fact that certain actions are required or skills attained before an individual is classified as an auditor at any particular level and allowed on to the next class. Gradation refers to the gradual improvement spiritually that occurs in Scientology auditing. Uh, man in his religious tradition has long imagined a bridge across the chasm between where one is now and a higher plateau of existence. Unfortunately, many of those attempting to cross the chasm fell into the abyss. Employing this metaphor, the classification, gradation, and awareness chart represents, in fact, the bridge which spans the chasm and brings one to the higher plateau. This is the vision man has cherished for at least 10,000 years, and it is now attainable by following the steps as laid out on the chart. The chart is a guide for the individual from their first awareness of Scientology to each higher state. Man has never before had such a map. It's the bridge to total freedom. It is. It is the route. It is exact and has a standard progression. One walks it and one becomes free. Except they don't. <laughs> they just become poorer. Yeah, so they uh, they call this the bridge uh, to basically total freedom, or simply just called the bridge. Uh, it's these parallel paths. There's two of them. Mm -hmm. There's training and processing. Processing addresses Scientologists' uh, case or how they function in life as influenced by their aberrations. The training path teaches Hubbard's theories on the nature of life and the universe and the techniques of auditing. Participants feel that this knowledge greatly enhances their ability to be effective in life, whether they audit uh, another or not. Scientologists can travel up either side of the bridge, and many do both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're going for the gold, yeah, the ultimate cleardom. But, but although whole... not part of the formal bridge, the chart also lists many optional courses and training actions that can be done by Scientologists. So. I have a graphic mm -hmm. of the actual whole entire bridge. The bridge, yeah. I was going to post it on the Facebook group mm -hmm. so people can look at it. And if you're it. a Scientologist fan, you've probably seen it or a version of it. This is actually from Scientology. Yeah. Um, so there you have it. But it's these parallel paths, and you start on these levels, mm -hmm. level zero being the lowest, and you start going up. And eventually you're trying to reach, uh, reach a clear status and then become what's known as an operating Thetan. Yes. That's the 5,000-foot view, the yes. Reader's Digest uh, version of it. Uh, Scientologists believe that if an individual is unable to ascend through the bridge in this lifetime, that um, the journey up the bridge can be continued in another life. Mm -hmm. So generally, Scientologists, they spend a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. reaching the end of the bridge. Um, materials and courses can take about a total of anywhere 
uh, numbers have been told of about $350,000 to $500,000 to complete yeah. the course. Yeah. Um, Leah Remini on um, the Scientology and the Aftermath, they, they actually, she and Mike broke this down pretty effectively mm-hmm. and they, they went dollars and cents with it. Um, the whole point of ascending the bridge to total freedom is they're told that by making their way through this bridge and they become quote unquote clear that essentially it opens yourself up to everything and you almost become like a superhero. Like you're supposed to get like these amazing mm-hmm. powers, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen. So, well, it starts benign though. Yeah. It, it really does. But, um, Leah and Mike say it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for an individual to spend approximately $500,000 to reach the top tiers of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, as you get higher in Scientology Church, you're expected to consistently take courses. Beginner courses cost around $650, escalating into the thousands as you get higher to reach the OT levels, which are the operating Thetan levels. Not only that, but you're concurrently shelling out um, money for audits at $800 an hour and Dianetics books, a package of which costs on average $4,000. So along the way, Scientology is consistently updating these course materials. So even if you reach the top, chances are you're looking at additional courses and more spending. Yeah. So that's where the floor is about like 300,000 just to do it. Yeah. That's not repeating anything. But then when they change the materials and things like that, and they won't change it. Here's the thing. They can't change it a ton because it's L. Ron Hubbard's words. Right. And so they can't change that. So what they'll do is they'll change just a, a, a few things to make it technically different. Yeah. And, that's how they price gouge. Yeah, these like people Leah out. said, it's essentially they just go through and re-edit the things. You know, like move a period, add some, add a comma, yeah. Yeah. and she's like, it's essentially the same thing. She's like, it's the same version that I had. She's mm-hmm. like, I have five versions of this same thing. Yeah, I think they've re- redone Dianetics at least five or six times, mm-hmm. and she's got every version. She goes, and there's no. There's no noticeable difference between the first copy and the last copy, but you have to keep buying the materials. You have to keep getting them because, you know, you have to have the latest and the greatest. (laughs) And I remember on the aftermath, she opened up, it was a closet Mm -hmm. and it was just, it was just full of binders with her quote unquote course materials. And then she had in her garage, like the cases with the books and there were, she's like, I've got millions. She goes, I, I've probably got a million dollars worth of books here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get somebody that has, uh, I'm not going to say unlimited income, but a lot of working well, cash Well, that's flow. why they, they And that's why they go, the that's why they go after these. So the mm-hmm. celebrities is not just only name brand recognition yeah. and it's good PR, but also there's the money that they're getting out of them. Yep. Um. And yeah, like Leah said, she paid for her, her mother, mm-hmm. her husband. Yeah. I mean, like she was paying for like five or six people to go up the bridge. Yeah. A- along with herself. Yeah. So that's how it works in the family end, mm-hmm. you know. And then here's the thing if you don't have the money, you can go through in the Sea Org 
mm-hmm. and they'll do that. But you basically sell everything you have to get into the Sea Org. Yeah. Uh, and they take everything you have. Yeah. Mike and then you actually, turn in, and that gets more into what we were talking about in the last episode with the Sea Org. This is why we had this trans, you know, this this uh, escalation path through here. You know, the the Sea Org, they took your, your passport, they took your yeah, identity, they, took yeah. they take everything. And so you're doing all this. And then they found out even when they were on there, they never really had much time to study. Yeah, Mike did the Sea Org route and he never got to do, one, any of the things they told him he would be doing in the Sea Org. Mm-hmm. And two, he never got, like, he never got any money. He, he couldn't, oh. he didn't have time. Yeah. To go to work on the on the courses, but he did at at one point. Um, it was probably when he was uh, office well, of. They moved him out. Yeah, they moved him out of. They moved him within the Sea Org, mm-hmm. and then they created new. No, but that's when they were hitting orgs, land, yeah. so to speak, and that's yeah. because they were having all these problems with international waters. Again, the Sea Org episode cuts that up in detail. Uh, however, yeah, he did go all the way up to yeah the the top of the he bridge. And, so. He and Leah both. Now, do we want to go through all of it? Because I have it listed all all go out, for the it. different grades. So basically, your introductory stuff. You're looking at grade zero to four, and basically, this is getting into uh, just basically they purport incredible things that you can do uh, involving receiving and following a series of uh, hundreds and hundreds of commands. And basically, it ends in a uh, like a revelation that breaks down whatever barriers are in a person's way. So this is kind of stripping the person down. So grade zero focuses on communication, and finishing the grade is said to give a person the ability to successfully and easily communicate with any other person on any topic possible. And this is basically just um, there's a lot of stuff like this out now. This mm-hmm. is where it gets it's very benign. It starts yeah. very innocent, you know. You could take a uh, like a coaching course, like a, a life coaching course mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody coaching you through handling situations and people and public speaking and things like that. And it would offer this very same thing. Nothing crazy here. Um, so grade zero focuses on communication from there. Grade one is where the pre clear because you're not clear yet. Um, is reportedly taught to recognize the source of problems and obstacles and make them disappear. And this is just kind of handling shit in your life. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, you you go on their website, it's these regular types of courses. Mm -hmm. Seems very inviting. Seems like it could change your life. And it could in the beginning. It has to sell on a premise of a good idea. Yeah. All these things do from... You know, all all of the ones that we started with, every single one of them, they were helping people originally. Then there's a bridge, and then that's where your cognitive dissonance gets going, where you have to jump over something to get to where you are. So, you know, for example, we mentioned it on the Sea Org real quick, where all of the hype, all of the stuff shattered immediately the moment they walked on to one of those boats. Yeah. But they sat and just great example of cognitive dissonance, the cause is worth it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter with any of these things. They're clearing the planet. The cause is worth it. Uh, So grade two is meant to pinpoint the source of the kind of suffering we experience on a daily basis and remove it. Three is meant to uh, free a person from guilt 
or distress stemming from past experiences and actions. And it's also meant to convince a person that there is no need to keep anything a secret. You know, so this is where it's starting to break away Mm -hmm. on things uh, because it's all absolutely fine. Grade four is where things start to get interesting. And uh, this is a level that releases a person from constraints, opens them up to new experiences. And also when the pre-clear is taught how to make any person agree with them. So this is again getting into... So that's why Danny Masterson couldn't have sexually assaulted those girls. He just made them agree with him. Correct. Got it. And in a Scientologist's mind, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, it just... They agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so this, uh, just again, to get into it, the bridge to total freedom is, hasn't been changed throughout the history of Scientology. Um, and now you get into, like, the Dianetics level of the bridge uh, has been offered before and after through grades zero and four. Um, the current orders uh, offers are two Dianetic levels. There's new era Dianetics and expanded Dianetics. And this is kind of immediately after grade four. And this is all the stuff they kind of layered in and you're like, oh, you're at eight. Well, you got to get back to back to this because it's changed, you know. So you got Dianetics is defined uh, as a spiritual he- healing technology. That was the whole mm-hmm. purpose of the book. And the belief is basically that passing through these levels will free a person from the burden of unwanted thoughts and emotions. The idea is that a person's troubled, immortal soul subjects the body to all kinds of burdens and following uh, the instructions laid out in Dianetics is the way you free yourself. Uh, Scientology doctrine says that there are a few things that happen to a person that's going through the Dianetics level. Some simply become a well and happy pre-clear is what they'll call it. Mm-hmm. While others uh, or others achieve the state of clear during this level. And here's where things get even more confusing. Some advance to clear levels. Others who don't achieve clear during Dianetics take another branch of the chart that involves things like grade five, grade five A. And this uh, basically deal with teaching a person how to handle power. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, like a fork in the road to go and clear. You know, if you're not be able to do that, you got this this spot here because heaven forbid they kick you out of it. Yeah. You know, and and again, this is when your your common sense should be digging in when you're into this. But if you're fully into the idea, the principle, and you're not looking at the details, this is where your cognitive dissonance will will cover and 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 put blinders on you. Um so yeah, this fork in the road on going to clear, it's this is like the most important stepping stone to gaining access to these what are called operating thetan uh, levels in Scientology. Yep. So let's just get about uh, going clear for a second. Clear is uh, the most famous piece of Scientology teachings. And according to their official de- definition, it's undefinable. Coincidence, right? Of course. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Specifically, Scientologists say the full glory, this is a quote, the full glory of the state of clear has no comparable description in any writings existing in our culture, unquote. That's just word vomit. It's yeah. all it is. And and this is where you start getting into the full writings of this. It's yeah, just word it's vomit. It's essentially s- stating that there is nothing else written that can so effectively change your life in a positive way 
with the exception of this one writing. This yeah. is the only writing. This that, is the only that, writing that know. can reach you. Yeah. Help, help cure you and help make you a yep. better person. So, you know, what does that exactly mean? And clear, they explain, is a state where a person loses what they call the reactive mind. Yes. Teachings say that the mind is made up of two parts. The reactive mind, as the name suggests, is a primal part of the mind that reacts to stimuli, while the analytical mind is the rational, conscious, aware mind. Going clear in the reactive mind disappears. And that's the point of going clear is your reactive mind, this emotional mind. This Which is funny because the guy who created this was all reactive mind through well, his yeah. entire life. Look at Tom Cruise. All reactive, all reactive mind. mind. I mean, it's yeah. like you're just bullshitting yourself mm -hmm. on a level that's yeah. insane. And again, if you're an outsider looking at this, yeah. But if you were born into this. This yeah. is all you know. Right, yeah. You know, and you have this baked in your cake, so to speak, mm -hmm. from the moment you're able to just listen and determine anything. Mm -hmm. And the worst part is, is it's not even coming from your parents because your parents don't raise you. No, that's you know, like Mike Rinder's kids. Like, yeah. they were literally born into Scientology. Both parents were in the Sea Org. Yeah. And they, they didn't. Like, Mike, in Mike's book, he breaks it out pretty clearly yeah and it's 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 sad and it's heartbreaking because like he you talk about absentee parents and he's like we were yeah we weren't there we were never there with our kids no. we were never there for each other and you're not supposed to be yeah that's how the system is you're separate. there for the church well you're there for the church but it separates and it isolates you yeah and and that's the problem that's the problem with a group that you represent if your group is dealing with isolation especially in your group, if it's putting you into different categories, mm -hmm. you know, because that's the whole thing with the bridge. Yeah. This is the genius of it. I'm going to give it its credit for where, where it's due. It keeps people segmented and not together. Mm -hmm. And that's where Scientology does this while sounding together. Yeah. We are clearing the planet. Yeah. We, we are, are doing this. Yeah. Okay, then let's do it. Well, no. You're only level two. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, but fun fact. three, you know, a, a few more grand and you can clear up through through four and you can get into the real heavyweight stuff. Fun fact. If we're both on the bridge and mm -hmm. you're ahead of me, yeah. say I'm just four, yeah. I'm in fourth grade and <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're past Dianetics and, and you're in your, and OT. and your OTs. OT levels. Yeah. If you start talking to anyone about what you're learning on that level, there's a hundred thousand dollar fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that's what I'm mind your business. No, and that's what I'm getting at. So the you yeah. and this is where again the genius of it. You got the money scheme of it coming in here. You got the money penalties, yep. but you have the overarching we yep. type thing. But they're all broken into these separate groups. You know, the zeros through fours are a separate group. The Dianetics and, you know, even it's if you can't go group, clear, yeah. you got to go 5A and 5B. You know, um, you know, these are all separate groups. So now you're isolated. You're alone. And then, we're, you know, all of this is leading up to the the Whopper, the fair game part of it. Yeah. Where they fair game everyone and themselves. And so when you're isolated and you're alone and you don't trust anybody around you, that's a bad group to be in. 
Yeah. You know, this is where like love finds a way. It really does. When you start trusting people and you're able to share experiences, because if I can't share what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing, you could tell me, Hey, you know what? That doesn't make much sense. Yeah. You know, and, and you could convince me to yep. say, yeah, you know, so everybody's got to stay in their lane. Everybody's yep. got to stay in their hole. And this is where it gets really, really, in my opinion, interesting. The psychology of this is incredible. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, Leo is saying, even in the beginning, uh, like grades one and two, once completing the course, you're you're supposed to be able to eradicate sickness from your body or develop other supernatural abilities. Remini and her guests reference lofty Scientology claims that you could potentially gain the powers of telekinesis, for example, mm -hmm. if you successfully completed the ample auditing sessions and moved up the bridge. And then they state, for the record, no one on the Aftermath panel or on the show who were very senior positions within yeah. Scientology, not one of them had ever once seen anyone, no. not only themselves, but anyone move up the bridge and gain any sort of extraordinary powers of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, so L Ron Hubbard initially said that, you know, just to get back into this reactive mm -hmm. mind concept, uh, what he was initially saying was the reactive mind recorded memories from every life lived by the spirit right. and those memories. And those are called engrams, right? You know, yep. or engrams, and um, they're basically the source of most of our problems. So the processing of auditing, where he brought in auditing with the cans and everything, yep. the process of auditing erases those engrams, and an engram-free mind was clear. So, right. you know, getting rid of the word vomit salad of definition of clear and everything, it's getting rid of these engrams. So. You know, basically, there was a bit of a change from the initial version Hubbard uh, published in Dianetics. And originally, engram clearing could be done in between 20 to 100 hours of running drills with another interested party, and clear could be obtained. But today, Scientology requires years of study, hundreds of pages of materials, and tens of thousands of dollars to achieve clear. Yes. Cost, this is the Miscavige era. You know, Miscavige just pumping the money out of it. And costs are somewhat difficult to pin down, but just to get clear, yes, you're looking at about $150,000 to $200,000. Yeah, and you have to hit clear before you can move on to the OT to levels. To the OT levels. Which are all confidential. Yeah. So now, well, they Leah's are- Leah's mother said it took her nearly two years to hit clear. Yeah, that's, and that's where, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm getting into is like, so you look at a timeline now- if you had the money and you were able to pay for the books and the courses and everything, you're looking at a couple years to get to this. Yeah. Now, if not, and you had to go through the Sea Org, it's even longer. Yeah. And you got to put up with all the bullshit in the Sea Org. Right. And again, listen to the other episode of the Sea Org and you get all of that to connect this through. I'm so glad we did this in separate pieces, you know, because we really got like a really nice big picture of how this this goes through but yeah you're looking at a situation now where how does all this auditing work and now this is where solo auditing comes in and again i think this is like brilliant you know because auditing is basically the key practice in scientology yes. uh it's the just the like the foundation of it 
And according to the official uh, teachings, it's a series of questions given by an auditor and written in a way that's supposedly designed to help pinpoint problem areas in a person's life. So while auditing at lower levels of the bridge is done on a one-on-one basis with an auditor, those who have gone clear have to learn how to audit themselves. And that's where this uh, OT operate in Thetan prep levels and solo courses come into play here. Uh, You know, and basically you get to a point where you're holding these cans and you're doing it on a one-on-one basis and you're holding the cans and I turn to you and say, you know, what do you think of X? And, you know, if you give an answer and I see a little blip on the can, because that's all this can does is measure electricity. Yeah. Could be anything. Yeah. Could be anything in the world that would make this thing blip. But, oh, I no. saw a blip. We got to. What's going on? We got what's going on. We got to get into this, you know. And what are you thinking about? What are you stressing yeah, about? Yeah. So now you're starting to go through and you're you're giving yourself this therapy, so to speak. But there's no guardrails. There's no nothing. Yeah. Because they're saying that this could be in a whole nother life. It could be in a whole, you know. So yeah. you start talking to yourself and convincing yourself that you have this other life that you were in mm-hmm. and there's no proof of it whatsoever. There's no way to even determine such a thing, but the auditor just lets that go. Now, when you get into a point where you're self auditing, that's crazy. Cause you've got no guardrails. You've got no, again, it's yeah. the isolation in a cult and cults have this amazing ability to make a group of people feel like they're one but they're actually individually and isolate them isolated mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing um so uh Claire uh, uh Claire Headley uh, was a former uh Sea Org worker and yes. Scientologist she left the group in like 2005 yep. and she was on with Leon Rinder's uh show yep. you know fairly often but uh she was personally working with Tom Cruise and uh he was telling or she was telling uh, Tony Ortega to explain what the solo auditing stage of the bridge is. And she explained that, um, you know, in a nutshell, it was believed that a person with the correct training and help of an e-meter could learn to ask themselves questions, interpret their own responses, and essentially guide themselves on the way to overcome negative thoughts. It's bizarre. Mm -hmm. It's totally bizarre. There's no other thing like this at all. Because even meditation, like on a Buddhist level, Mm -hmm. You know, meditation, you got to be careful with it. And they'll say you need a spiritual director, like mm-hmm. a, a spiritual a guide guide to, to help you with this because you can really get lost in yourself. And, um, you know, you consider the weight of L. Ron Hubbard's teachings to give to communication. This is essentially teaching people to silently think about things, mm-hmm. which is the reactive mind. I mean, it's, it's hysterical. <laughs> so she explained, I think it's part of human nature to want to trust and believe in something so much, even when from an outside perspective, it simply defies all logic. And this is a whole big part just to pull back a tiny bit of everyone wants to be part of something big mm-hmm. and larger than themselves. And when you're struggling with that and you're desperate, or weak, you mm-hmm. know, just you're at a weak point in your life and something like this comes in, it can grab a hold of you and it can take you. And and this is just not even getting to 
operating Satan. This yeah. is zero through four clear. Like I said, you've got two years of your life invested in this. You get two years of, the, of your life investing in things. And at this point in time, it's hard to pull out because you're like, I got two years of my life in this. I've got $200,000 invested in this. Yeah. I need to see where this is going to go. And you have that picture of you're doing the right thing and they flash that in your mind and it's the annual conferences and the, all the propaganda that they throw in them, that they're doing all this stuff. But this is, you know, so you go through zero through four, you reach clear, you're getting into self auditing at this point. Yeah. And this is where OT one and OT two come into play. Yep. So basically after getting an in-depth audit to make sure everything has been completed to Scientology standards, your next step of the journey is OT1, and Hubbard's instructions for completing OT1 are equally straightforward and weird, starting with the first instructions. Walk around and count bodies until you have a cognition. Um, make a report saying how many you counted and your cognition. That's followed by a dozen similar instructions. And then basically uh, that's to say to count things like male or female bodies and the cognition. And basically what Claire was saying is that didn't really matter what it was, just that a person went through the process. Yeah. So this is where it starts getting weird and weak. Yeah. So wait, I just, I had to do all this crazy shit. And then I get into OT1 and I'm thinking, wow, I'm really going to break into stuff. And you just walk around and no, you're not, you just walk around and do basic shit like that. You know, it's, it's really, really unbelievable. So now you get to OT two and you're like, damn, I'm banging on all cylinders, you know, and this is where the real like esoteric stuff comes in. And, um, it all needs to be studied, you know, entirely in order to do what Scientology describes as what's called confront the whole track. Um, or these, uh, millions of years of existence, uh, it involves a lot of things, but one of the big ones is the relentless, hours-long recital of head-spinning phrases like, to disagree is to agree, to agree is to disagree, and to hurt is to enjoy, to enjoy is to hurt. Uh, the idea is to help the person rid themselves of what's called goals problem mass, or they'll call them GPMs. And these are basically trillion-year-old speed bumps on humanity's way to a full potential. And then along the way, you're supposed to unlock hidden abilities, which requirements also say you're not allowed to disclose to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. And by the time you get to OT3, your materials are all in a briefcase mm -hmm. that are attached to the Scientologist's body, like handcuffed to you yeah. at all times. Yeah. And another Scientologist described OT3 as a type of exorcism <laughs> because you're removing spiritual beings, quote unquote, attached to your body. Yes. It's, and they were so, saying that that level itself, which is the next one after what you're talking about, mm -hmm. is thirty to $40,000 per year. Yeah. And Scientologists literally spend a decade or decades oh, yeah. working on that level. Yeah. So you're, you're getting up to OT three now and you know, you've, you're, you're getting into almost the 10 year mark just yeah. about. And uh, you know, along, like I said, this is where the maybe unlocking hidden abilities, but mm -hmm. you can't talk about it to anybody. You can't disclose it. Nope. So this is one of the things where everybody's like, okay, 
maybe I'm not the, maybe I'm the only one that's having these issues. And this is what human beings do. They internalize this crap. Yeah. Again, reactive mind. Yeah. And this is, again, just, I, I could talk about the bridge forever. The fact that getting rid of the reactive mind is the first steps. It's getting rid of this internal dialogue that you have. So you're sitting there saying, you know what? Maybe I'm the only one that just doesn't have these hidden abilities. No, wait, that's my reactive mind. I got to do an audit session and I got to get that out of me. And you're getting away. You're, you're forcibly actively participating in your own removal of your common sense and logic and things to think this through. It's freaking brilliant. I, I mean, it's amazing. I admit, watching the aftermath when they were talking about the bridge and, and the materials, the confidential materials and, and mm-hmm. what they were learning. And uh, here, Leah and Mike, and then you're like, well, you know, okay, they left. You know, maybe they're a little jaded, but every person that comes on the show talking about their bridge experience and they're like, you know, we were supposed... It was sold to us like we were going to end up like superheroes. Like we would have these magic abilities. And they're like, and then when we get to the final end of it, they're like, everything we told you. Yeah. So, so OT3 comes into play Mm -hmm. and this is where we're getting into top, you know, like all OT levels are top secret and confidential, but. OT3 is this extra layer of secrecy. Mm -hmm. And again, you're getting into 10 years now. Yeah. Um, You know, and again, this is where any kind of cognitive dissonance you have on this, you know, I mean, like. You've got a briefcase. No, but I mean, you've got. Handcuffed to you at this point. Yeah, but this is the moment. This is the moment you've been waiting for 10 years you got under your plate. You're 300K in. Yep. You know, uh, and, and. You're, you're getting in now to the club, yeah. quote unquote. And so, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, you get into OT3 or they'll call the wall of fire. And basically Scientologists are promised that when they get to this level, they're going to be told the universe's last great secret. So this is the whole thing getting up. You're going to find just this huge secret, this huge, uh, everything's going to get unlocked for you. And it's going to allow them to understand why the world is the way it is. So you've been told the whole time that the world is just full of problems, Mm -hmm. full of all the stuff. We're the answer. You're the answer. We are the answer. And we're moving together. Except you give us 10 more grand. Yeah. (laughs) So, so you, you pay your 10 grand, you put, you know, more, more time in, you've got all this money, all this time. The secret is carried in a sealed briefcase And only those who have reached OT3 have the appropriate clearance to see the documents. Fortunately, there are plenty of ex-Scientologists who are willing to reveal it for the rest of us. Yep. And this is where we get all of this is from ex-Scientologists. And the funny part is, is they all have the same story. It's the same experience. It's the same story. And this is where it really gives Scientology a hard leg to stand on. Um, with the rest of the outside world. But if you're born into this, it's tough. It's tough to get out. So basically, it's the story of an intergalactic confederation leader called Xenu, who solved his overpopulation problem by dumping 178 billion people on the planet Tagak, now known as Earth, 
and killing them all with a massive H-bomb. It's also at this point that most people out Scientology right now mm -hmm. are rolling their eyes and wondering, how the hell could anyone believe this bullshit? You know, but these ex-Scientologists will tell you that, you know, basically some pointed out that aliens were no stranger than demons and angels yep. in there. Others said they had uh, already gone too far to back out. Again, yep. this Rubicon moment, mm -hmm. you know, and couple that with cognitive dissonance to talk yourself, just keep talk yourself back into it. You know, the, 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 the end goal yeah. is the, the point, you know, the mission is the, the focus. Uh, others simply explained that after years of immersion in Scientology rhetoric, it actually made sense. And this is where you get people that are born into it. And yeah. they're just like, yeah, okay. Sure, yeah, why not? That seems right. So now you're at OT3. Yep. You know, so now you're getting into four and five. And, uh, you know, before we get into that, the, uh, uh, another part of the big reveal of OT3 is that the spirits of those aliens that were nuked into oblivion by the warlord Xenu mm -hmm. are crawling all over us in a very literal way. Yes. So according to, you know, other Scientologists that provide this information, uh, they have to be removed along with all their negative energy. Yep. And in, in order for a person to reach that full potential, uh, Scientology, you know, you got to clear all owes, those statements. You've got to cl clear all those statements. So an older version of OT4 uh, uh, was superseded by a new one and published just before L. Ron Hubbard went into hiding. Yep. And uh, it would remain in hiding until dying in 1986. Hubbard wrote that all the drugs that were ever used along the trillion-year track, that is the life of your body thetans, have built up in current, uh, have built up in current incarnations, and it's just waiting to give someone a million-year-old flashback. In other words, the Thetans living on a person's body are addicts and need to be purified via more auditing, mm -hmm. which is more money, yep. you know, and it just keeps going and mm -hmm. going. So now you get into OT5 and um, this comes with a huge promise. And that promise is those who complete it will not only learn the truth about the physical universe, but also be free of its laws. And this is done by a series of commands based around uh, spot a spot in a room, uh, spot a spot in your body, and then imagining different things happening to the different spots. And this is where you're just messing with your own mind at this point. I mean, you're just so hosed in. You're 10, 15 years into all of this. Yeah. Um, you've drank, you've chugged all the Kool-Aid imaginable to get and the here. Flavored. Yeah, I mean, you're just, you're, you're, Again, past this Rubicon moment of, you know, it's sad in a way, in my opinion. I mean, you know, so that's OT5. So now we get into six and seven. We're getting, we're getting close. <laughs> so by the time the average Scientologist reaches OT6, you're looking now at a cost at about $350,000. Yep. Uh, and what does one learn for all that? Um Scientologists have said that OT5 is where Scientology faithful learn to telepathically communicate with all of the body thetans that are still hovering around. 
uh, learning this form of communication in theory gets rid of them and frees up a person still further in their journey. And the, this is where, you know, one could say they're confronting their demons, so to speak. I guess. I mean, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, they're just confronting their demons for good or for worse, you know? Um, but again, you know, it's just, uh, it's amazing when people are this far, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, being out of it, you know, it's just so hard to relate, but if you were born into this and or even got in know? at a young age and that's all, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just trouncing up through this and you're in an environment that again is isolating you and, and showing your weaknesses of where you are and saying you could be a better person if you did this. Yes. It's a real tough but situation. Counterpoint. Mm-hmm. The people that have left Scientology were they they were all in it too. Mm-hmm. They some of them were in it. Yeah. You know, born into it or in it from the from the word jump. Yeah. And they just have that eye-opening moment mm-hmm. where they're like all of this is bullshit. Well, and that's where you see their numbers of their membership. I mean, they're down. They're way down compared to the 70s and 80s when yeah. it was millions of people. Yeah. You know, I think now, what are they saying? It's like less than 50,000 people or. Not if you ask you the know. Church of Scientology, no, there's no, still I, millions of you know, uh, followers you know. and being added every day. Yeah. Yeah. From all across the globe. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you bump into them all the time. You know, they, they tell you all the time. <laughs> So, yeah, so you, you get this, uh, this bit where, um, you know, you're doing this, uh, communication with body Thetans and you're, you know, freeing up on your journey. And then from there, that's where it's on to OT seven. And this level is, uh, brief and complicated at the same time. Although there is not, uh, a lot that L. Ron Hubbard even wrote about this level. No. Um, it's also the one that many people spend years on. Yeah. Um, and you got to think about this at this point. I mean, like you're already 10, 12 years and, and you're spending more just on this one. One level. Yeah. And and like other levels, there are a few different versions of OT7. So with the original asking people to go through a series of 49 commands, including things like decide something or spot an acceptable energy source. Um, or go to a zoo or a place with many types of life and communicate with each of them until you know the communication is received and, if possible, returned. So maybe you just got to go to the zoo and find Scientologists. Maybe we're looking in the wrong spot. Maybe. I'm thinking. But another part of uh, OT7 was learning how to place an intention into or on a being and or body which is essentially the belief that someone's gaining the power to manipulate others into doing whatever they want. And this is kind of the area through here uh, from research that I've done. OT six and seven, you know, five, I mean, three, when you get the news, the Xenu. Yeah. And, and, and really that's where, I mean, if you think about it, like if you're a Miscavige, once you're past OT three, you're mine. You know, yeah. I mean, you're mine. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, if you're if you're into all this, and here's the thing, I firmly believe Miscavige drinks all of this. You know, he believes in all of it. He believes in absolutely all of it. But I think he believes in his power. No, I 
you throw this and power on top of it and you get this crazy fucking situation, you know, but I think, yeah, if you were to throw a gun to his head and say, really, is this bullshit? You know, mm-hmm. and, and give him the trick, you know, he would say, pull the trigger. Cause this is what he believes in. Cause again, he's doing, doing this since he was a kid. Yeah. You know, the majority of his life he's been in this and the forefront of it, which is even crazier. Um, so yeah, you're getting to the manipulation parts. So now you get into OT8. And OT8 is the end. This yep. is as far as it goes. And um, they say basically that when you reach OT8, uh, you'll gain cause over matter, energy, space, and time, which translates to various superhuman abilities, including being impervious to disease. Um, and basically there's only one place to achieve this and that's free winds Scientology's uh, cruise ship. And uh, that's the only place to do that. Uh, you can't get it anywhere else. You yeah. have to, you have to go on free winds. Uh, OT eight was first offered two years after L Ron Hubbard's death. And shortly after that documents called the Fishman papers were leaked to the public following a court case. Um, Tony Ortega said that, uh, in the documents, Hubbard claimed that he was both the reincarnation of Buddha and at the same time, the Antichrist. I agree with the latter. Yeah. Uh, those claims have been corroborated by other former OT8 Scientologists, along with other truths, including the idea that the authors of the Bible got the concepts of good and evil backward. Oh, there you have it. Yeah. So that so was bad as good and good as bad. Yeah. So that was the original version, but when it didn't go over so well, shocker. Yeah. You know, there uh, was an edit, a it, reva, it, uh, a remix. Yeah. So Scientology reportedly backed down and modified the big reveal. Uh, and basically, you know, it's just that, that you are yourself, you know, there's just kind yeah. of this ending bit of it. And other Scientologists have said that, this final level was more about the money than the reveal. Yeah. And um, Mike said it's the opposite of an oh my God moment. It's more like, yeah, the truth of the matter is the end result of all of this is to be told, eh, it wasn't any of that. You weren't any of those things. Yeah. Sorry. Now you get a chance to find out who you really are. And he said the final carrot is you will find out who you really are on the OT9, OT10 uh tracks but they don't exist because hubbard died yeah before he ever wrote out the quote-unquote plans for that yep yep and and so what happens now and this is what a lot of ex-scientologists say is you know you're on this cruise ship you know because that's the only place you can get this is on free winds uh you got nowhere to go yep they got any semblance of an ID. So it's not like you can just yep. run off port or whatever, but that's what they all did. They escaped at one point or another. Um, but you're surrounded by these ethics officers and other Scientology higher ups, so yep. to speak. And they just basically pressure you for more and more donations. Yep. And, and that's, that's where you're into the grift, you yeah. know, like if you Leo haven't figured saying- it out all the way through there, you're, you're in the grift at, Leah was saying not only was she paying for herself and the members of her family to make mm-hmm. their way up the bridge, that they they were also required to 
by the re-edits of the books. Yeah. And they were also required to make donations. You know, she goes, there was always some building fund Mm -hmm. that we had to donate into. Oh, yeah. She was like, it was easily a million dollars a year just to be in it. She's like, just to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, and and I'm a celebrity. She's like, I could afford to do that. Yeah. She goes, there were plenty of people who mortgaged their homes, mm-hmm. maxed out their credit cards, lived well below their means, yeah. and still didn't get any sort of respect or rapport that they should get for their quote-unquote spot on the bridge because, yeah. you know, they they weren't putting money into those things yeah. or, you know, because they just, they couldn't. Mm-hmm. No, it's, and this is where, you know, <laughs> I know there's other people that are sitting there saying, well, every religion's like that. And it's like, no, they're not. You know, this is funneled solely into them, you know, yeah. and, and say Christianity, for example, the wide birth of it, and I'm including all denominations of it. You know, there's the collection plate that goes around and you donate money to that for the church. Cause well, you sit there and you, but you still aren't, you don't have a gun to your head to do that. Mm-hmm. You could go to church every Sunday, every day and not pay a penny. Yeah. There are people that and do And there it. are people that do that, you know, um, and there's no, there's no shaming. There's no. none of that stuff. You're still a member of the congregation. You're still a member of the congregation. Uh, you know, as you sit there, you look at yourself and, you know, I mean, if you're, remotely becoming a decent person, you look and you say, well, yeah, there's all of this here. Yeah. You know, I might as well just get some, some money to it. But even that, like with Christianity where they talk about, you know, giving alms and things like that, it's to other things. Yeah. You know, so you have that ability, you have to say, okay, yeah, I do want to donate, donate my money. Right. And I can donate it wherever I want, either through the church's charity or not the church at all. Yeah. The church is fine with that. Yep. The church will, if you're in a good church, and this is how you find out if you're yes. in a bad church, if they say, no, you got to funnel everything, get the fuck out of Talking there. Talking to you, Jehovah's Witnesses. No, just get the fuck yep. out of there. You you don't belong there. You know, you, you can go somewhere else. Yeah. And every town has plenty of churches. Yeah. You know, shop around if, you know, you like that type of community. But, but if you see those types of things like, Scientology, like I said, there, it's just, it's brilliant how they've done mm-hmm. all this. I, it's the only brilliance of it is the manipulation of it. You know, if it was as brilliant and everything that it promised to bring people together and bring peace and harmony, if it had that equal brilliance, it'd be amazing. But it's brilliant in all the wrong reasons and all the wrong ways. Yeah. And at some point, you know, I mean, like you, you talk to Mike. Render, you know, like you read his books, you listen to his interviews and everything. All these people that are in OT8, you know. Uh, it's OT8 o- when people bounce. Well, no, but even like o- OT3 and up, everybody knows it's bullshit. Yeah. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. But they're all playing the game at that point. Yeah. And again, that's why I'm so glad we're leaving fair game for last because that's what keeps people in Yeah. Scientology. Yeah. Is the fair game. Yeah. So if you're still sitting here saying, I just don't understand how someone could stay and go through all this and spend the money. Fair game is the ribbon on the present that we're doing for all of this. And well, fair game is the reason. And that's the reason why they're staying. Yeah. 
you know, and we're lightly getting into it now where it's the isolation, but it's still the collective we. Yeah. And, you know, this is, uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of things that do. The communist governments do this. Yeah. It's the collective we, but we're going to separate y'all, mm-hmm. you know, because we need all of you fighting. Right. You all have to narc on each other. And again, that's getting in the fair game, but, you know, that's, you all have to, you know, I can call you my friend, but I also can't trust you. Yeah. With my inner secrets right. because my inner secrets could banish me from right. what little existence I have in here as a mm-hmm. semblance of some sort of community. Yeah, that's and, why the comrades narc on each other mm-hmm. in order to maintain favor. Yeah. And so, you know, you think about this. They go through all of this. And even if you drank the Kool-Aid, you know, I, I marvel at where people can go in their belief structure. Mm-hmm. It just, it really, like, it just... It blows my mind. And here's an example. You know, I remember listening a long time ago uh, to to Mike Rinder, and he was talking about when he left and uh, just how Scientology just got right on him. Yep. And just, you know, full, both barrels mm-hmm. all the time, full court press on him. And, um, you know, basically they throw this common technique out and they called him a vicious wife beater. They called him a deadbeat and they called him a father from hell, Mm -hmm. Um, which none of those have been proven. Right. They just go out and say it. But here's my thought on it. And this is originally when I first heard his story. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, here's a guy who made it through all the levels. Mm -hmm. He was in the highest ranks of the organization. He was. I mean, literally the highest level aside from running the whole entire thing. He went... So far as to say in his book, A Billion Years by Mike Rinder, Mm -hmm. that were it not for David Miscavige and his abuses, he he never would have left. He would have stayed. stayed. Yeah. No. And so how does, this is my question Mm -hmm. to any Scientologist, how does a wife beater, a deadbeat, succeed in Scientology to the level he obtained? Yeah. How's that possible? Yeah, that would have meant they were encouraging all of those things because he was a great Scientologist. Yeah. You know, so so furthermore, how does a Scientologist become a father from hell? That's what I'm getting at. Right. When he's not even supposed to be near his children when growing up. Yeah. You know, this is simple math stuff. And again, this is where cognitive dissonance, where you're just like, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense, but it's all about the greater yeah. good. We're, we're healing yeah. the planet. Yeah. You know. And, uh, you know, it's Scientology's responsibility to raise the children. Uh, So, you know, it's not hard to poke holes into the scam. No, it's not. It's easy. It is. This is, I think, what's made Cult of the Month and Cult so popular because this is our most popular subject on this show. Cults. It's amazing. I, you know, and I mean, a lot of people listen to the other stuff, but man, we throw a cult out. And yeah. man, I mean, it just, it, it spikes right up. Um, and, you know, we thank people for listening and, you know, we hope you check the other stuff out too. Yeah. But the cults is, I you know, people are really interested in it. And I'm glad they're interested in it on this level yes. where we break it down and yep. we break down the science and the psychology and, yeah. the, and the method and the madness of all of it. Because it doesn't just, you know, you could be this person. Well, it's you funny know. because you and I have stated several times now after working on so many of these mm-hmm, cults mm-hmm. and 
you know, detecting the patterns yeah. and, and seeing the type of person that they're after, yeah. their prey, yeah. if you will. Yeah. That when we're out in the world, both of us oh, yeah. are like, oh, yeah. I know there are times when I'm like, oh, honey, I hope you have a really good relationship with your mom and dad because yeah. Yeah. they will be the ones. If someone comes up to you, just in general, mm-hmm. and you're really jazzed about something and you're, you know, like veganism or CrossFit or whatever, <laughs> and you just can't shut up about it. Yeah. If someone says to you that you're in a cult or that's a cult, instead of lashing out at them, mm-hmm. people don't just say that to say that. Usually there's some sort of something yeah. that you're saying or doing that is alarming. That's the tough part, though. That's where a good cult is already in the hooks. Because if you're bragging about it and you're raving about it and someone says, "Uh, you know, it doesn't sound right. The cult's already got you saying there's people that aren't going to understand what you're going through. And that's it's it's before all of that. It really is. It's. This shit is crafty as fuck. It, it really, really it, is. And this here's to me the problem with is cults. The most conniving and the most deceptive mm-hmm. and criminal practice. Yeah. Because it's, it's I mean, mind control. Yeah. Unless and it's fine. Unless you kill your followers or do, you're yeah. pretty much left to your own devices and yeah. you can affect, and I do mean affect, as many people as you want. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, I mean, talk about malicious. No, it's scary. And, it is. And, and the momentum, once it gets going, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, and because there so. was this guy in Germany this one time where, <laughs> At band camp. where he was left At, unchecked and <laughs> yeah. I don't know, millions of people died. <laughs> well, yeah, but also, you know, this is where. And then they were like, wait. No, but I might not be wait. popular in saying this and, you know, really don't care. Um. It wasn't Hitler that killed everybody. No, it wasn't it Goebbels wasn't. that killed everybody. It, it was, was everyone else. It was everyone else yeah. that did that. You know, even those camps. Like, yeah, I remember talking with somebody about the concentration camps. You know, and they were sitting there and they were just like, "Yeah, whoever ran those camps were evil people." I'm like, "It's the whole fucking town next to the camp. Everyone knows what's these, happening in those camps. They didn't have these yeah. camps in a fucking." In a, in a metropolis. No. You know, they didn't have it in a city. No. They had these out in the country. Yep. And then the problem was, is there was a town yeah. that was already struggling because the country's at war. Yeah. And in order for them to eat and provide, they had to keep their- Their mouths shut. They had to keep their mouths shut and they had to toe the freaking line. Yep. Because if not, they were going to get taken care of. Yeah. And now the problem is, is you've got your neighbor who's saying, look, dude, don't fucking ruin this for me. Yeah. I got a good thing going on, blah, 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 whatever. Just fucking fall in. Yep. And the moment you start hearing just fucking fall in. Yeah. You know, there's only, again, this gets back to the psychology that we do with all this, where you've got seven people convincing one other person that this line is a small line when it indeed is a large line. Yeah. But they're like, look, I'm not going to fucking disturb this. Okay, fine, everybody. It's a long line. And if they're willing to do that over the length of lines, what's going to happen when you got troops coming through? Yeah. You know, I always had to laugh uh, because, I mean, you know me, I'm not 
I'm not like the huge doomsday prepper, you know, but I like being prepared and I like listening to all of them and all that stuff. And, and some of them have good tips with things like that. You are the billy goat from, I was prepared. Uh, Hoodwinked. (laughs) Hoodwinked. You're him. You're not doomsday prepper with your bunker and no, and you know, 800 years worth of, uh. Yeah. Food and well, beverages. no, I got to laugh when I see people in their house with all this. It's like, you got to be prepared for stuff. It's like, dude, the level of what you're talking about, there's going to be a group that's going to come in and, and take, take every, all your shit, all the shit you have. Yeah. Whether you broadcast it or not, they're yeah. going to go door to door to door. And they're going to be like, and, jackpot, we yeah. found a grocery store. Yeah. You know, and, and especially, you know, Getting into, you know, I, I read this all the time with like communist governments and stuff like that. They'll go door to door because it's the collective we. We have to have everything. That's how they gather yeah. everything. Yeah. And so what they'll sit there is that you're being selfish and they'll tell the rest of the community, yeah. this person was hoarding all this stuff while you were fucking starving. Yep. You know, and, and that's how it works. It gets the group against it. We're in this now yeah. where we have groups that are purposely putting you at odds with other groups. Yes. And it's just for fucking power. Yeah. That's it. At the end of the day. And none of you are righteous in it. No. None. No. The ones that are leading that just know. Exactly. Yes. You know, they're, 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 they're keeping the division. There's not one person that's sitting there saying, well, that group over there is so in division. It's like, no, you are too. Yeah. You know, if, if you're, if you're preaching a message of love and love only, that's fine, but you can't say we're Paul of love, but if you're against us, I'm going to fucking beat you down. Yeah. That's that's a stupid statement. You've lost your mind. Yes. You know, and you're part of the problem too. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is where looking at the bridge, I just and the thing is is this is really the model of other cults, but It is. But that's... like you said, I mean like if someone were to come and and, and you know, they're really jazzed up about something, I'm trying to think like like, yeah, you can't tell them anything because they're, it's already in their head. You know, the more you tell them, you know, I think like the best advice I would give to somebody is like, hey, that is interesting. Can you give me more information on it mm-hmm. and start going in with it and, you know, start participating in it so you're not shooting them down. But then little piece through piece, you could be like, can you explain this more for me mm-hmm. and get into it that way? Yeah. And get to a point where you're having them explain this situation and you could say, but isn't this contradicted to that? You know, right. and if yeah. they get all defensive, like, no, 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 you, you see, they told me about you. And it's like, no, 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 this is a good idea, you know, yeah. and, and just kind of work them out in that area. I think you could save some of these people, but it's tough. I think once you're in, you got to buy your own way out. It's kind of like addiction with drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have all these interventions and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, it's it's them that they got to get out. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's uh, that's the bridge in a one-hour nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> and uh, you know, I can save you millions of dollars. Don't do it. Yeah, no, that's the best advice. It really is. A good choice would be to not spend millions of dollars to go up the bridge. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 sad at the it end is. of the day. It really is. But what do but we got next week? Lucky for us, we have our actual cult I know. installment. So for you cult fans, backs to backsies. Yes. Yeah. We are doing Synanon. Yeah. That's my favorite spice. Yeah. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> 
I've been waiting to throw that out there. Yeah, like 10 months. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. The spice cult. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah. You, uh, you big-time cult fans, as I was mentioning before, yeah, we, uh, we got You get back. a BOGO this you get a, month. You get a BOGO this month. So, uh, you know, looking good with it. So, with that being said, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No games. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults. No bridges. No Satan. No. No, no flavor aid. <laughs> number six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in the world, in this world. You know, give someone your cart at Aldi's with the quarter still in it. Sure, that's a good thing. I did that. And And you made that person's day. I made that woman's day. Yeah. And then I turned to Frank and I was like, I had dollars in my (laughs) purse. I think it's just the act of it. Yes. Number seven. Don't engage with black-eyed children, people, animals. If there's no white, if you can't see whites of their eyes, you go away. And last but not least. Just listen. And I'm going to do this real quick because Jen has to go to the bathroom. I do. Yes. Please uh, spread yourself, er, spread the podcast to all your friends. Spread yourself out. Spread yourself out. Really explore the space. Yeah, explore the space, you know. Um, Do so many activities. Spread the word. We love you so much, and you're the best, and we're always grateful for you. So with that being said, have a beautiful day, a lovely week. And make good choices. Take care. Run, Jen. I'm gonna.